Whiskey Ginger fans, I've talked to you so often about this sauce right here, the rabbit hole. Jumping down the rabbit hole with me, baby. Um, it is delicious. It is uh, so good. What makes Rabbit Hole so special is that they view bourbon as an artistic expression. Each of their original works of bourbon are made from one-of-a-kind mash bill recipes using specially malted grains. Every single Rabbit Hole expression is aged in both charred and toasted barrels, including Derringer, Rabbit Hole's award-winning finished bourbon. This one, right, Chia. Uh, this stuff is very good sauce. This expression, Rabbit Hole, has taken their fine weeded bourbon and aged it again in Pedro Jimenez. I've been practicing sherry casks from Spain. Aromas of caramel cherry are going to lure you in, baby, before flavors of dried fruit and sweet wine got you falling in love. Sweet berry wine. Derringer's perfectly sweet taste profile is the perfect sip uh, to please both new drinkers and seasoned whiskey canyasules. This award-winning spirit scored a perfect 100 points at the Proof Awards, won double gold at the prestigious San Francisco Spirits Awards, and was named one of 25 best bourbons of the 21st century by Rob Report. My friends, it is very good stuff. I've been drinking Rabbit Hole for quite a while now, and I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon. Love the shape of the bottle. Love the taste of the sauce inside. Uh, I really do enjoy the stuff that these guys put out. I like it very much. To find a bottle near you, you go to rabbitholedistillery.com, rabbitholedistillery.com, or you can go to rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly. You know the drizzly. Take $5 off your first order with the promo code rabbit. Once again, rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly. Take 5 bucks off your first order with the promo code rabbit. Please drink it responsibly. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey say, it's Country Wayne. Country Wayne. Such a funny dude. He's shooting a special. Uh, just happened in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's going to be coming out this year. Uh, very funny dude. Go see him on the road at countrywayne.com. Also, I am out on the road with Bob. The Bad Friends Pod is out. Badfriendspod.com. We're doing stand-up uh, elements from the show. So if you want to see us on that road, go to badfriendspod.com to see us. We're going to be going down to Florida. My friend, we're all over the map in Florida. uh, And we're hitting up a ton of other dates as we go. But we're starting the remainder of the tour uh, in Florida at the end of May. Come see us. And we uh, we ended up in the Northeast. And then we're adding dates, by the way. Big surprise. Uh, we're adding dates. I think it's going to be in the fall, but we're adding a bunch of cities, about six big cities on the way. So we are coming to you. I promise go to badfriendspod.com to get those tickets. Badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75. Gingers, oh hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It is Country Wayne. Man, I love that, man. I love you like it. that? How fast I speak I, Yeah, through I, it? I like the way you brought me in, man. It felt like... Country Wayne. I feel like I'm about to win some money or something. Come on down, Country Wayne. Yeah, man. Do you not drink at all, by the way? Oh, no, I don't drink, man. Okay. I'll have a little sip on your behalf. How about that? Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Have you never drank before? I got drunk on my 25th birthday. My sister got me drunk. On what? It was, what it was, Patron. Mm. And I just felt vulnerable. I was like, man, damn. I was like, I feel vulnerable. I feel like somebody could take advantage of me tonight. <laughs> and I didn't do it again. I felt this empty spot in my stomach. I was like, nah. 25 and that was it? 25, yep. 
when you were a kid, like when you were a teenager and everybody around you was starting to experiment, you avoided it, huh? Yeah, I avoided it, man, because my whole family was, they did drugs. So I was able, I got the privilege of being able to see everything. So I just, even though alcohol and weed is the most acceptable thing, I just stayed away from everything. I was like, yeah, I just. Not good for you, man. Yeah. You must have had so you, somebody around you was keeping you in check. Did you have an older brother or something? Oh like that? no, they no? really nobody. I was really a free child. It's just my whole family went down, so it's like <laughs> the, it's terrible to laugh at, but it's yeah, but yeah, the curse of it, but the blessing of it, I really seen like everybody went to jail, everybody got on drugs, everybody was broke. So I seen a family of right doom. So you know, it's just that extra that that extra thing. You try not to do a lot of things. You were smart enough to be like, not for me. Yeah, not, not for, me. for me. Yo, because my family, that's one of my family downfalls. So another family might be something else, but you know through your family you can learn what it, if I drink, I'm going to be drunk mm-hmm. every time because <laughs> I got addictive nature. Yeah, I got 10 too. kids. So. Yeah. You have 10 kids? Yeah. How many more are you going to make? Are you trying to, you trying to catch up to Nick Cannon? I didn't know. I didn't try to make them. Playing B pills just don't work for me. <laughs> you that strong? <laughs> you that, that strong? strong? It's oh, that strong, bro? It's that strong, man. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Ten kids? Ten. God. Yep. Do you want to have more kids? Nah. This is enough. Yeah. Uh, you gonna you gonna be working till you're ninety five? Yeah. With ten kids. Uh, Hundred and ninety five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never stops, man. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Well, I, I was saying to you before we started the show that what's wild is I've seen you from a distance mm-hmm. because. Over the years of playing clubs, because you had said, how long have you been in stand-up? And I said, you know, give or take something around 15 years, you know, something like that. And you said you're kind of something similar. And I would go to places, like I remember going to like um, House of Comedy in uh, Edmonton or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'd see your picture, see your name on the lineup next. And it feels like you jump cities for years when you're on that grind of doing club work. And I would see your name a ton on those things. But I never run, I never ran into you. But you're also an East Coast guy, so mm-hmm. did you ever live live in L.A. for a long period of time um, or no? I stayed in Studio City um, 2017, 18, and 19, but I was just out here learning the game, so I wasn't really around going places. I was trying to learn the business. Right. So I was just seeing how that part of the business going, and I was just flying to my shows at the same time. But, you know, after the pandemic, I, I mean, when the pandemic hit, I left and went back to Georgia full time. You're born and raised in what town in Georgia? Is it is it Atlanta proper or no? No, it's um uh, um Millen, Georgia, small town. Millen, three. I mean, one red light, three thousand people. <laughs> it's like that, man. Like I, that. I'm a real country boy. Like yeah, up to my the hogs, the cows. I've eaten rabbit, squirrel, um, uh, everything, man. I'm I've eaten rabbit, no squirrel. Squirrel's yeah. probably not for me. That rabbit is pretty good, man. The only thing that I will eat that's that's uh, that's off like Sorry that is that, uh, you're good, man. Probably one of them kids calling me. Yeah, I was just like, gonna say because you got how many phones you got? I got three, man. Three phones. Yeah, three. I got three phones. Yeah, one for the baby mamas, one for the kids, and one for the video. <laughs> <laughs> they have to update that. You have three phones. Three phones seems that one phone gives me anxiety. Three yeah. makes me feels like a panic attack for me. Yeah, yeah, you you know, we, you know, we film. I film a lot of content on my phone. Yeah, yeah, you do. So I film all my content on my phone. So I had to keep. It's like keeping my camera with me. Does anybody? Do you ever have somebody just because a lot of people have videographers or a team that does, you do everything solo? You don't. Um, want No, I pay somebody. Um, I pay a guy to film the film the content. I, mean, I got a whole team, man. Like my production costs a lot of money, even though it's with a phone. Yeah, I, a lot of it go towards people. So I got people for everything. You know. But you always keep one on you in case you want to film something quick and throw it out there. Oh, yeah. I keep my phones on me. 
just in case, I might have to um, send to my person who upload everything. She might be like, okay, I didn't get the video when Rolanda's halves a heartbreak. So I had to go through my phone, send it to her. So, right. you know. Put... Do you have somebody that checks you down ever? Do you have someone that, like, you, that vets the content in terms of, not for creative, but, like, do you have someone that you're like, yo, is this good? Or do you just put it all out? Oh, man, I just put it out. You do? Because mm-hmm. nowadays, I feel like a lot of people that do a lot of content online, it's a machine. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people have, you know, like, uh, uh, the Paul brothers, you know, Jake and mm-hmm. Logan, those dudes like made a, a huge career to begin with out of making tons and tons of content. And when I met the, when I met their crew, it mm-hmm. was like a massive amount of people that are all kind of contributing to this one thing. It, that was impressive to me. Cause I, you know, I knew it wasn't just them, but you're like, man, this is a whole clique of people that get to chime in on what to do with the videos to get it more popular and how to put it in the algorithm and all that stuff. But you just make content do your thing. Yeah, I make content and do my thing and I got a lot of actors because I basically do storylines. Like, I, yeah. I got my fan base um, watching my page like a TV show. So, right. you know, I, I drop seven to ten pieces of content a day. A day? Yeah, three minute videos <laughs> to monetize on Facebook and YouTube. Are you still doing that now? Oh yeah, they drop, I, I got videos already loaded up all the way to May 19th and I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna write a hundred, I write it like a hundred or something at a time. It take me like an hour, write a hundred and something skits, and then I put it together, man. Call the cast, damn, and put it together. Give me a call. You need a white redheaded guy. I got you, man. You got me. I, I really appreciate it. Too. <laughs> yeah, throw me in, bro. I definitely appreciate. Throw it. me in. Um, it's just impressive to me because you built, like we were saying, when we were talking before. You know, we don't know each other, and when you see standups doing their thing, it's kind of, it's. It's wonderful to see people grow in their own categories, right? Like, I didn't really know where I was going to go in the stand-up world and took me more to acting and then took me more to this world. And with you, it's like stand-up and grind, grind. And then you were doing sketch, but you realized that it it was a way for you to just shine and then bust through that kind of little... There's like that weird ceiling that every stand-up hits. No matter how good you are on stage, mm-hmm. you need one more thing for them to go, oh, oh, oh shit, oh, shit, you know? Because mm-hmm. the old days... It's hard to just get through that system. You're not going on Carson anymore. You're not doing 10 minutes on TV or five minutes on TV to then get a deal from NBC. Exactly. Yeah, it's not the day anymore. Exactly. So you you do seeing you do that from the outside, I just want to tell you, wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate it. Happy man. for you, man. I to see you just it. see you explode and do the thing. Do you, now would you if if NBC or one of these people came to you and wanted to give you a sketch show, would you want to do sketch on TV or no? Yeah, I definitely do sketch, man, because that's always been my um strength. That's what I started with. So I definitely do sketch. It just has to make sense. But I feel real comfortable in that part because um when it comes to the writing and the sketch and storylines, that's my strength and that's how I was able to start and I, I've involved so I would feel comfortable doing movies now. You know, right. so but yeah, definitely I definitely will do a sketch show for sure. It may have to make sense. It have to it have to make dollars. Yeah. <laughs> It have to. Yeah. That's uh, really what it is. Yeah, it, it have got, to make sense. It got, it got to make sense at this point, man. At this point, you know, um, just with the new era, especially with a you know writer strike just happening. You know what I mean? I it's know. Just like this content is is you know just a social media has become a it's become a thing that you know it just got to be respected at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, they know. I mean, the business definitely knows. They can see that it's that's the way now because you know. Look, I don't know what it would have been like. 15 years ago without this content creation, how I would have fared if I was ready in the time to try to put out a special. But like now, 
Congratulations, by the way. When this is out, you'll have already filmed your Netflix special mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. For sure. Where are you filming at? Uh, what what theater? Warner. The Warner Theater. Yeah. Yeah, I played there. It's great. Okay, yeah. It's wonderful, man. Yeah. D.C., I, you know, D.C. has a, a, a good place in my heart because over the years, I started going out to, well, I did Arlington, which is mm-hmm. the... Their neighbor, I did the that. Arlington the draft house. The draft house. Yeah, I yeah. went there too, man. Did you do that? Yeah. They had, we had the chair. They had office chairs. Yeah. yeah. They, they And they can wheel around and talk to other yeah. people in the middle of your show. Yeah. It's a movie theater for people that don't know. It's a, it is an it's an old school movie theater. They ripped out all the old um, theater chairs and they put in legitimate office chairs. Mm-hmm. Like those dorky ass office chairs that you think in your mind, it's exactly what they are. Yep. They're nasty. They're stained. It's like pulled cloth. Uh, and that was like the first time I played quote unquote DC. That wasn't mm-hmm. really it, but then the DC improv and all that other stuff. Yeah. But my, yeah, it was my, that was my first time. I think I've been to DC on a package show, but I've never been by myself with other comics. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been there with other comics at the theater, but this is my first time doing theater by myself. Sure. But, but you've done theaters on by yourself as a stand up artist. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm on yeah. tour. I'm on tour now. Doing theaters. Theaters, yeah. Would do you ever go back to clubs at all or no? I'm going back after this tour to come up with a new hour. That's what I'm I'm, I'm gonna start doing that eventually. I mean, I'm on tour right now playing theaters. Bobby and I are mm-hmm. doing stuff together, but when this is done, because I just put out the hour in January, you, how, got, you I, gotta I, get I, back. How, how long do you think it's gonna be before you have a new band? I don't album? know, man. It's tough. Yeah. Well, you know what's so funny is you have little chunks, right? Like there's little things that I love that I'm doing right now. Like little tiny chunks, little tiny chunk, little tiny chunk. But then there's those moments in between that you're like, I don't yeah. like that. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, you, you, you—they know that you're working it out because the fans know. So it's kind of nice to mm-hmm. to have that with them, but it's tough as yeah. a comic because you want to be able to rip like you do when you're doing a, a full cohesive hour. Mm-hmm, for sure, I'm 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 interested on that part because this my because you know I, um when you start off from beginning you have to do that yeah you have to come up with material then Scratch. you get you an hour. Now I got to go back after the um, special drop, well, after the tour, and go work on this new material. And it's just like, I'm kind of excited for it because it's like, man, what am I going to say? No, it is exciting. For me, uh, it, it's yeah. daunting, but then it's, 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 uh, the payoff is great. Yeah, how did you feel going back out there after you just you got to go to this place and do new material? It felt, it felt scary in the good way. Like, yeah. like when the old days, when you're, whenever I restart something, I feel like I did when I was a young comic where my nerves were playing a part in, in, my, in my performance, where now, you know, I, not that I don't, I don't really get nervous, but you get anxious or you get excited to go on. But without, with doing new stuff, all new stuff, it's like those old nerves from when you were young because you're excited to see how it's going. You're like, is this shit going to flop? Uh, you know, but, but it still gives you that. I think that's what drives the engine to make the jokes better because as you're going, you start to, le- you start to really listen to yourself more. When, you, when you're humming along and doing jokes that I think you already know are working, I don't think you're paying attention as much as you do when you're really working out the verbiage on stage mm-hmm. and going through it. Then you're really feeling what moments hit, what words hit, what beats hit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to go. It's man. also painful. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do some of your old jokes when you went? No, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I, I, I said when the special came out, I would stop doing those jokes, and I did. Yeah. I did. I stuck to it. I, I've made that a... That's a thing for people at home that comics do, but like... There is no rule. Mm-hmm. I like it though. I just feel like it pushes me to um, not rely on the old, the old mm-hmm. shit. You know, it just does. I can't wait, man. Well, I'm excited for you. Let me ask you this. I know you're. I've seen uh, seen through the course that you. Of course, you're wearing 
a literal Jesus piece. Mm-hmm. The Jesus is popping. Oh piece, yeah, for sure. Um, which you can leave with me after the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, if you're out on the road playing shows on the weekend, do you go to church when you're out on the road? Oh no, nah, I don't. I haven't been to church in years. Man. Okay, I just read the Bible. Uh, you do? Yeah. But you travel with the Bible. Yeah, I keep the Bible with me. I read it every day. So you read it every single day? Yeah, I read it seven times all the way through, from the beginning to the end. I picked it up 2012, and to this day, I read a page. Uh, whatever I'm at, I read the next page uh, before 12 o'clock every night. Seven times you've you've done this. Yeah, I'm on my eighth trip now. Is there a goal to how many trips with the Bible? No, nah, I just want to keep going. It just ever since I picked it up, my life changed. So I just like it's like that thing I keep going to. Yeah, it's like man, I'm gonna keep reading because ever since then, my life been. What was like the what's the moment that took you into wanting to really get into the Bible? Like what what was the moment in your life? I was I was up in the wrong world. Like I was I was in the streets. I was hustling. I had money. I had girls. Had a few cars. And I was like, man, nah, this this don't feel right. This is like it's like being a negative fourteen versus two. Two is still better than a negative fourteen. Sure. So I feel like I was I was up in the wrong world. And I was like, man, I got to find out how to get out of this. Cause I was happy, you know. I had money, and I was like, nah, this ain't. I don't I don't supposed to be happy. Right. So I, you know, that's when I picked up that word, 2012. Was there ever, was there a person that influenced you to get into it or no? Was there like, or you nah. just by yourself or like, you know, I need to find something else? Nah, by myself, when I was young, my dad, used to, he told me one time, he said, you're going to find something in that Bible. You need to read it. But I had read other books, Become Me Now, God's Day, on Way, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read a lot of books, but nobody encouraged me. I just, my, my niece had a book up there. I was at my sister's house and I used, I went and got her book. I remember mean, I, mean, I grabbed her Bible and I still had that same Bible to this day. That's the one. That's the one. You ought to, you ought to uh, gold plate it when it's all said and done. I know, right? Gold plate the dip, dip it, dip that Bible like baby shoes or something I know, like right? that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that is wild. And look, I mean, because, you know, you look like me, you're an Irish Catholic kid. So we had church like smashed into our face as a kid. So like over and over and over. And now, you know, as I've gotten older, I lost the sense of getting into the mm-hmm. church side of it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say religious, but I, but spirituality, spiritual for sure. And mm-hmm. that's clicked in harder as I've gotten older. Yeah. Because I think as you start sniffing death, you start going, I should find out what else is out there. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, because yeah. all the other stuff is fine. The, I'm sure the money and the cars and the girls for you were fun. Uh, but you probably wanted something a little bit more. And that changes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Who knows what it is for everybody. But for you... It was that Jesus, baby. Yeah, yeah Jesus, that baby. Big I always, Jake. I, yeah, I always believed in him, and I always talked about him. I always said Jesus, but when I picked up that word, it just was like I needed that. You know, it changed yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have do you have paintings of Jesus in your house? Oh no, I don't have no paintings or anything. No, no. But if you did, if I, if I, it'd be Black Jesus. Oh, it'd be, it'd be a Black Jesus for sure. Yeah, he got to, he got to be Black because they wouldn't. A white man would have had a lawyer or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him beat no white man like that. No, nah. <laughs> nah, they wouldn't have gotten him like that. He would have gotten off. Yeah, he they let him off. go. Yeah, yeah. I have Asian Jesus in my house. I have an Asian Jesus painting in my house. Then he got all them nicknames. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Emmanuel. That's yeah. black. That's yeah. black dude, man. <laughs> Homeboy don't snitched on him. Right. Peter, Peter say he didn't know him. Right. You know, these guys getting good old fish fry. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that was pr- so much proof in there. Yeah, so much so much pr- proof, man. Uh, you know. But that's but uh, you know what? It is interesting to me because there's 
you know, this is a bold, uh, you know, guess, but most comics, I feel like, teeter on either not religious or atheist, you know, or mm. non-believers. So it's interesting to meet somebody who's this big into your faith. Because when I follow you online and see what you're up to, I do see that it's not like a show. You know, mm. like some people yeah. use things for show. For and sure. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And so for you, it's not a show, which I think is, it's impressive because it just means like you dedicate to that the way you dedicate to your career and your craft, which obviously means something to you. So it gives weight to all of it, which it it makes it, it makes it more real. There's more base to it instead of, you know, a lot of people play characters and have, have bits, but then, you know, when you sit down and you talk to them and you're like, you don't like that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Don't lie to me, man. But that's good that it's, it's moving you through. Does it make you, do you feel like it? You feel like you're a, um, not maybe more calm, but are you more calculated now because of the, because of it? Like, have you changed your personality because of it at all? Yeah, man. Organically. It just, it just, it, it, it make me real cool, man. It's like, I'm always high because yeah. I'm like, no matter how I go, it's, I'm going to be all right. I don't care how bad it get rocked. You know, I, he just don't prove it to me too many times. Just don't been through so much and. It's just those stories in the Bible. I think it's the stories, you know, uh, in the Bible. You hear Daniel in the lion's den, and right. you hear about um, David, David, um, how he got Goliath. I use that story all the time with Hollywood. You know, you know, I feel like Goliath is Hollywood, and The Rock is the cell phone. So I always use that as my right. analogy. So it's just, yeah, it, it kind of make you in every situation, man. You know, and I was always a love of a person where I love people. For some reason, I always got along with every race and every kind of people, even from school. I was the guy that that everybody just accepted. And came, did, were you kind of like the puzzle piece to linking up people? Were, were oh, people yeah. come through you to meet other people? Like you were kind of this, yep. the bridge to... When, to- I, when I was in school, I had, all the, I, had all, I had a lot of friends, white friends who had racist parents, and I had a lot of black friends who didn't, you know what I'm saying, who was racist. But I was the one that both of them they didn't talk to each other. I remember one time this white girl named Rebecca, my homeboy Cam, he was a street guy. And she was like, I they they was looking at Cam, but they they came to talk to me about it. And right. then when something going on over here, the black people come talk to me like Brandon and them are doing that. I was just always the person. And then when I got in when I, I worked a um job for years, um, Georgia Power. I when I went to the military, I went to the military one time. I just I always was I understood people. I never, yeah. I understood. I, I could see people, man. I never really seen color. You I, saw more, you saw You saw the human. I, I look yeah. at a person's eyes, I'm like, when I, they look like me. No yeah. matter what color you are, in your eyes. Yeah. I, so I stare people in the eyes, skin color never. Well, you and I do look very alike. Yeah, we do, man. It's like, yeah, yeah we, we do look something. alike. We do look alike, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do look alike. This would be the best Freaky Friday if we switched that places. That would be dope, man. That would be... <laughs> Have you? Did you ever have any redheaded friends when you were a kid? Oh any, yeah, any redheaded dudes? Man, I had all kind of man. Listen here, it was uh, Corey was redheaded. And, uh, shout out to Corey. We shout love out you, to Corey, Corey man. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I had man. I had. I was always. I was always just. But Millen was 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 it super diverse down there when you were a kid? I was racist, man. Yeah, I, that's how I knew Trump was going to win. Oh, you knew? I knew. I told. I told America because see, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of white people that get looked over, right? It's a lot of, you know, it's the people. It's the white people in those country towns. Yeah, they get looked over. They don't get counted with the rest of the white people. So 
the yeah. world, everybody in these big cities, wondering how Trump won. I'm like, bro, it's so many people in those towns. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Hey, I've talked to you guys so much about Squarespace uh, over the years, and I'm so happy to still be partners with them because they are incredible. I do really believe that they give you some of the best tools to create some of the best websites that are possible on this here planet Earth. Uh, I really do love the fact that they make it user-friendly because I'm a nada so smart. I've told you that before. I'm not the brightest bulb, and I'm so happy that they lay it out. But they also have these things like member areas. They make it easy for creators to monetize your content uh, that fits your brand, which I really, really love. And they give you uh, ways to create gated, gated forms of monetization uh, to secure your content. Uh, so it's not just out there to the world being reused without, you know, your ability to make a couple of bucks on something you create at home. Uh, there's also appointment scheduling. Let's say you, you know, you're a yoga instructor. Uh, hot yoga is what I prefer. Uh, you can do that simply through the site that Squarespace has helped for you. And the video studio is incredible. If you want to upload videos, uh, you can effortlessly do that. Their studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive all your sales through the roof, no matter what you're doing. This is why I love Squarespace. If you're creating something, if you're an artist, if you're selling something, or if you're just putting something on display on the internet, like pictures of your kids at the beach, Margo, we get it. You love them, we love them too. Uh, But you can also use it to create uh, new audiences uh, and also grow your own brand with email campaigns, connected social media accounts. But my favorite is the analytics. Use the insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits are coming from and the sales so you can show exactly the markets that you're successful in. That helps us out when we're on tour as stand-ups to come to the town near you. So if you're someone that's looking to create a new site, why don't you head over to squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial, squarespace.com slash whiskey. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, squarespace.com slash whiskey. Use that code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, baby. It's sports season, baby. A lot of sports going on. Baseball season is here, my friends. I love it so very much. And I got to tell you, getting last-minute ticket deals is the best way to do that. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful, okay? Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater in your area. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have at that live event. It's so easy to find tickets on here. It's so, so simple. Uh, Forget about planning tons of time in advance. If you're looking to get last-minute deals on tickets the day of the event, I got to tell you, these exclusive flash deals on tickets are the way to go. You're going to get it so well priced. You're going to it's going to blow your mind. Find tickets. If you find tickets by the way in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Go ahead and fish for it. Go ahead and find something uh, more affordable. I guarantee you're not going to be able to. Game Time also shows you images of the seat before you buy, which I find is super helpful. You don't know if you're being blocked by a pillar. It's an old stadium is built in 1929. Uh all you have to do is buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through the email. Game time is so great. I've been using them. Uh, they've been helping me out, and I've been getting last-minute deals on the road to go to games. Uh, we got tickets to go to the Detroit Tigers game while we were out there. Bobby, of course, did not go. No surprise there. But you want to snag last-minute tickets, you got to download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code WHISKEY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code WHISKEY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Well, yeah, my dad's from my, from 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 Appalachian Mountains. He's from the south, and like a lot a lot of people, nobody knows about. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, I, the highest, you know, I don't know if it's like this anymore, but for the longest time, uh, the largest number of people on government welfare were whites. Were yeah, poor whites, poor mm-hmm. rural whites. I think that doesn't get talked about or thought about culturally. We just don't. People don't t- want to talk about it or want really want to hear it, but. There's a lot more of those people than people think, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. And they're stuck in the backwoods and, you know. Okay, entertainment don't show them. That's why I went on, uh, remember that, what came out? Tiger King? Yeah. <laughs> came, came out. It yeah. hit so big because they didn't get to see it. Right. It's like. They couldn't believe that was they, real. They couldn't believe that was real, right? And so, everybody in the South knows at least one of those guys. Oh, we know them. <laughs> yeah. Like, from my town, I knew, I'm like, people don't know Trump about to win. Yeah. I knew those people. Yeah, you could. Yeah, because you're because you grew up around. I grew them. up around them. I knew I knew them, so I understand. You know, I understand. You know, I understand a little bit of everybody coming from those small towns. You kind of get a piece of. It's weird, but you get a piece of everybody in the city, big cities. It's like selective. It's people who ambitious. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, dr- yeah, really driven, really, really driven, right? But you know, in those country towns, you get the core of people who who they were before they became driven. Uh huh. You know, that's pretty good. That's not that's like a lifetime movie, you know? Yeah. See who they really are. See who they really are, right? The Beverly Hillbillies, you know. <laughs> I love that show. My dad used to watch that. Oh man, show. that show was so funny, man. That <laughs> My dad show, used to watch that show. That show was legendary. Like the Beverly Hillbillies was just legendary. Now, when you were young, what was there, you know, the old question of a stand-up is what's the thing that made you want to do performance and stand up and comedy? Was um, there a moment or a person that influenced you or a time? No, I was rapping at first. I wasn't thinking about stand-up. But um, 2015, 14, when I went viral online, mm-hmm. still wasn't thinking about it. I was dodging it. But when I got those followers, people were wanting to see me live. <laughs> so I had to step out and go do it. What, was, you, was it Country Wayne? Was still Country Wayne your name when you were rapping? Yeah, that was my name in the streets, yep. Yeah? Are you still rapping? No, nah, I, rap, I rap when I'm by myself. When no one's around. No one's around. You rap. I put shower. a freestyle out every once in a while on my on my social media. Would you ever go? Would you ever go to uh, like to 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 you know to sway or someone in the morning and do a the like do the wake up show and and oh, rap? Yeah, yeah I freestyle, man. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. Have you done it? No, I haven't did. It. I haven't did it. All right, we'll do it right now. Well, we'll set. We'll tell them. Please book Country Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sway, man, I, I, yeah, I, I, I did Sway. He had a comedy show one time, but I never went on a show. He had like a comedy show for the morning. Yeah, at, at um, I think it was at Caroline's, but yeah. But would you do that? Would you you go on and do a freestyle on the radio? A freestyle, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. You would, for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, you'd write it. Nah, I freestyle. You, you with nothing off the, written off the top of the dome. I'm coming. Nothing written. I write, that's how I write my skits. That's how I do everything. I don't write nothing down. You don't ever write down. You're the Jay Z of comedy. I guess you could say that. <laughs> I said it. Yeah, I said it. You don't I, have to. You don't have I, to say it. I remember. Like I remember real good. Like that's how I write my set. I go on stage. I tell the joke. I remember. It. So when, with your hour, you don't put anything on paper at all. Nah. Damn, that's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, so when you're re like when you're reconfiguring a bit from stage, you don't ever need to make notes and go. Oh yeah, I like the way that that worked. Then you just kind of put it in the bank and. Let it come out when it comes out. I remember it in my head. I'm like, this is why this joke didn't work. Because I reached my hand over this way. I should have reached it over this way. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know I mean? I don't know how you do that, man. I got to <laughs> put it on paper. 
I have books and books of nonsense of me being like this and this and this. And, and that's hard like for this. me. Like I'd be like, I'd be amazed when people put it on paper. I'm like, yeah. how do you write a joke? That is so amazing. Well, it's also like it's 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 not written in a way that the average human could read. A guy from the street could pick it up and it'd be be chicken yeah. shit. He wouldn't understand it. It'd be mm-hmm. reading nothingness, you know? <clears throat> it'd be like re- me reading like an engineer's book of a bo- of a mm-hmm. digital board, but it's it's clues into what I where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is for me. It's like little notes and clues over like this works here or this tag works here or this line or this thing. I gotta go watch a special, man. Please, please I gotta, do. I gotta go watch a special. Please, uh, please do it. Please do. And also, when you you know yours has already been shot by the time this comes out, but um, are you filming it one time, two times? How many times two are you gonna shows. do it? two shows? Same night, two shows. Mm-hmm. You did two shows. I did. You know, and I did um, almost the whole special. Is from one from one show. Mm. The very beginning, we had to take from a from the other show because of this woman was screaming. I mean, like she was having a good time, but you could hear her loud. I mean, she's like too much. It's mm. like, and I said, can we isolate her and get you know her mic down because it's you know the audience is all mic'd all over the place. So I was mm. like, can you just isolate that section of sound so we can try to pipe it down. And the sound editor was dying laughing. He's like, dude, this bitch is on every microphone in the room. She was so loud. You could yeah. hear her in the whole theater. She was screaming, laughing. And I mean, I get it. She was having a fun time, but we were cracking up. I couldn't, I was like, I can't believe you can still hear her on even just the stage mic. And she was not near the stage. Yeah. She was having a good time. I think yeah. she had a little bit too much fun. But other than that, we had to we had to cut that part and sub in one of the other shows. But yeah, I've only done two shows for everything I've ever done. Even like an album taping. Um, I did an album for Comedy Central years ago, and I only did two shows, and I almost always just use the one that you like the most. It's mm. hard to chop it up. Mm. I think you'll find you'll probably just use one. Yeah. But I think you'll think it's... I thought it was going to be the other one after I did it. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. It was the one that I didn't think. Mm. But then you watch it, and you're like, oh, shit, and I didn't know what I... I, mean, just, I felt it. You're focused on it going the way you want it to go, so maybe you're not living in the moment enough, and then you mm-hmm. watch it back, and you're like, oh, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. That show was good. Yeah. Now, do you have somebody opening the special for you? No, I got my guy on. They're going to bring me out, but the special probably going to start with me just coming on stage. Um, but I got my openers um, who's going to open up that night, but not on camera. Sure. Think, yeah. Yeah, don't put his ass on camera. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, I'm kidding. It is so funny that it's such a controversial. It's like, no, it's my time to shine. You don't get to be on camera for this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love you so much. You're my guy, but also you're not going to be on the fucking special. <laughs> no, but uh, the reason I ask is I know there's some people that don't. You know, I was talking to one of the producers about other comics and like, mm-hmm. do they have someone open the show and do they put them on the special and how much time and how many people? Mm-hmm. So I had my buddy Chris who comes with me. He opened up, but. Um, you know, I only had one, I only did 15 minutes or something like that, like, to, just to warm them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I know guys that have a whole series of people before they shoot. And then yeah. some people have none. They come out cold. Yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, I know Kevin Hart. He have, um, he have three people going, well, a host and two guys before he go on. Yeah. Which I do that. I do that sometimes, too. Well, you, you bring that many people on the road? Mm-hmm. Or do you get local people, too, or not? No, I you bring them. Same people. You always bring them. Yeah. Tell me, are you traveling too fancy? Are you getting on private jets? I had to hit a private jet. I had to because I had to go to... Um, you had to. From Augusta to New York, I had to be on Good Morning America. So I had to take that private jet. Had but, to do it. Yeah, because I wasn't going to make the Good Morning America. I had to you know, do so it. So I promote my book, but nah. Yeah, I don't really... Um, I don't do the private jet Not with thing. 10 kids. If you had two kids, you might be jetting around a little mm, bit. I don't know, man. A jet is <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> it's so I, I get expensive. The VI, I get the VIP on... 
How often do you drive? Uh, no, bro, never. I don't. Yeah. I, that that it's yeah. that is a. It's that's not necessary. A, it's crazy to me. People yeah. that do it all the time. It's it's such such big money. But also, I know a lot of comics are traveling like that right now. So it's it's interesting to see like who's choosing to do it. And I I was opening for Joe Rogan, and he was selling out arenas, and we were still flying commercial back then. Yeah. I mean, literally, we were sitting on American Airlines flights. Yeah. And he was selling out. You know. <laughs> literally the we were going to chicago play the united center and i was like oh this is it's wild but back then even then he was still taking them now yeah. if you got that spotify deal he ain't doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different Joe, it's Joe, a Joe different Rogan world did something different with yeah it. yeah that's a little bit different He's, yeah and like if you ever got to that place uh for convenience would you ever buy a jet and travel like that around? yeah yeah, yeah that's when i was on a private jet i had to think of another business while i was on there i was like i want to fly like this all the time as a stand-up, yeah, I know, and people at home are probably like, you know, like, oh, come on, private jet. But it's like when you're traveling that much, if I were ever that big, like Seinfeld big, you know, or those guys like Kevin Hart or any of these guys that get to travel like that, you get it because you're like, yeah, man, you're just living on airplanes and in airports all the time, and it mm -hmm. takes a toll. Like we're on a bus right now. Yeah. Have you ever done the bus? I haven't done the bus, but I just purchased a Sprinter. Oh, the yeah. Sprinters are great. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to start using Sprinting that. around. Yeah, we yeah. do that. We're doing that in Florida and all that. Uh, th that's a, a great alternative way to get around. So y'all y'all take the bus from here to Florida? No, no, no. The bus is going to be in Texas, and then we go there, and the bus will go to te the. We have to fly somewhere else because we have to go shoot something, and then the bus will meet us down in Florida. Okay. And then we taking the bus all through Florida. Okay. Wild man, wild. Yeah. Sleeping on a bus is, is, is wild. I mean, it's crazy because you you go to bed, you know, midnight, one in the morning, whatever. The bus driver shows up at three thirty or four a.m. Starts driving, then you go to bed, you wake up and. Charleston, South Carolina. You wake up in Memphis. You it's wild to wake up in a new city. Yeah, it's nothing like you've ever felt because you're used to, you know, getting in the car, going to the airport, going to security, getting on the plane, sleeping for a little bit, waking up, eating a bad meal, going to the hotel. You know, mm -hmm. it cuts out all that, all that shit. But I don't, yeah. I don't know if I recommend it because it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough and it stinks. <laughs> There's people on that bitch. It stinks, dude. Yeah, it stinks. But I like it. You know, I mean, it's. It's it still kind of gives you that we're all in this together feel because you get a lot. There's a lot of separation in stand up, you know, mm -hmm. like as you get more success in it, too. It's the same way in Hollywood. You know, like you were saying, getting into films and all that stuff. You're a solo bird. I mean, you're yeah. do, you're working together, but you're sitting in that room by yourself for hours. Yeah. Unless you have a crew with you, people to hang out. But for the most part, it's like you're just hanging and waiting, hanging and waiting mm -hmm, for sure. For you sure. know, and it, it's, you know. It is lonely in a in the weirdest way. Where so on the bus, there's camaraderie and mm -hmm. it. Fe I don't know. It feels uh, it's comforting. It feels like the old days. You yeah, know, like the open mic days. Did you start in Atlanta? No, I started in. Um, I was getting I was getting booked, like people putting together shows, that kind of stuff. And then I went to comedy club. You went right to clubs. Mm -hmm. That's wild, man. That's a big leap. You had to do. You jumped out all the bullshit. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to do that. Yeah, I went through some of those shows, but. I'm, I got paid my first, so I never, I got paid when I first started, so I never went through that stage of, you know, not getting, not getting paid. Damn, you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you never had to sleep in your car, bro, you missed out. No, I don't got no story, I tell everybody, I'm not, I don't got that story. No, but that's great, but that's yeah. great, everyone's got their own version of Exactly. It. But I used to that those days, man. Like you know, I'd go to, uh, Burger King would have, you know, two for one cheeseburgers. And I would go and I'd get as many as I could and put them in my fridge. Yeah. And then eat them for the week. Yeah. Because I, I was like, it's either this or 
ramen noodles. And we all was going through our struggles, man. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that's good, that, that it shapes the way you continue through the business. You know, I, I don't think anybody had it easy, quote unquote. I mean, I don't, you know, some stories probably easier than others, but, mm-hmm. you know, like when, when did you leave Georgia? Like when did you get out? Man, I know I still stay in Georgia. My my house is, I still got a house in Georgia. But when you started your career, you you stayed in Georgia. Yeah. You just kept shifting around Georgia. Yeah, back and forth. I come to LA. I had a place in LA. I fly back and forth. But yeah, I stayed in Georgia for sure. Because you want to be close to family. Yeah, I got, yeah. And you got too many kids, bro. Yeah, yeah, a lot of kids. Yeah, too many kids, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids, man. So all the same, baby mama? Oh, no. Nah. How many? Um, Five. Five. Yeah. I like the way you said five. That's what I say every month. Five is heavy, bro. Child support. <laughs> so much. So how's the, how old is the oldest one? Uh, 17. Oh, almost. No, he graduated. He graduated this year. I know, but 18 and then you're, it's adios, right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, no, he went to college, man. Uh, no, that's more I'm money. Like, bro, you want to go to college? Yeah, more money. Yeah, well, what, what's how old's the youngest one? One. Oh, you just, uh, brand, congrats. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah, congrats, man. Brand new. Brand new, baby. So, but this is it, you think? Oh, yeah. Unless I get, uh, yeah. Unless I get somebody who really just want to have a baby. You know what I'm saying? She got to really want it. Like, Yo, that's so funny. That's like that's like an alcoholic being like, I'm yeah. not having another drink unless we pass Man, a Man, that just did something to me. Like, I lost my breath when you just thinking about it. Another yeah. baby. I'm talking about my, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. But you, but you obviously love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you obviously love it. So yeah, it's like if somebody comes sure. along, then why not? But yeah. never, would you, would you ever get married or no? Um, maybe yeah, man. Yeah, if it's somebody I really want to be with like that, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Have you ever thought? Have you ever? <laughs> what you should do is have all the kids come and live under one roof. Does everybody live? Everybody yeah, lives. They, everybody. Well, they all got a room in my house, right? So in the summertime, it's it been times every child is there, except for my baby girl because she stays with her mother. They moved back to Kansas City, but. At least nine of them be there at one time. You get you a reality show about all those kids, bro. Yeah, man, Under one we, roof. We, it was a, one was in the works of that, but man, I don't know. I just ain't feel like doing it anymore. It's, it's well, it's too invasive, right? There's cameras on you all the time, and you're yeah. the one that's already dictating cameras on you. Yeah, I'm already with the social media stuff, man. I'm already, you know, doing it. the skits just work out good for me, man. I I understand the game. It's simple. It's easy. I feel you free. figured it out. Yeah. So you know how it is. Well, what are you doing now? Okay. So listen, man. I like I get it from my perspective of doing television and film and then traveling and touring and stand up and this and it's heavy. The pl- my plate is full. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find ways now to try to make the time just for me and do my thing. And like, do you have a little time for yourself or no? With ten kids in the career, are you? Are you taking any time to just disappear for a minute? This summer, man, I'm, I'm off because of skits. I filmed 20 to 30 skits in one day. So I just, I have a lot of time. What are you doing in the summers then? What, do, you, do, you get, do you get out and go somewhere else? or do uh, you? My son play AAU ball. You travel with him and go watch I travel him? Travel with him. Is he good? Oh, yeah, he's good. He can hoop. He can hoop. You think he's going to? I think he can. Yeah. He, he, got, he definitely got the ability to. Yeah. You know, but but Willie, who knows? Yeah, Willie, who knows? going to be on him. That's a, t- that's a tough, tough game. Tough, tough game, man. Well, I know. It's, a, it's like, you know, I've, and I've, I've seen it over the years of, like, different friends or, you know, even personally knowing people that have either gone pro for a short period of time and all that stuff. And you see how much better they are than, than everybody you've ever met, and they still aren't good enough. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's just it's a tough game, but that's good. You go and you go watch AAU yeah. ball. Yeah. Support the boy. Could you ball when you were young? Yeah, I could ball. What about now? Yeah? Yeah, I could hoop a little bit. Still? 
Yeah, I still hoop. Man. Okay, I okay. Could, I could hoop. I okay. could rap a little bit. I could, man, I could do a little bit of everything. Rap and hoop still, huh? Rap and hoop, for sure. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I just quit. I quit. I quit everything like that. And you used to hoop? Yeah, when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I stopped. I don't know. I, I got to a place when I think I would go to pickup games. When I first moved here, I used to go to Venice because mm-hmm. white men can't jump. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. When I first moved here, because of White Man Can't Jump, I wanted to go to Venice and go play on the boardwalk. Yeah. That movie made me fall in love with that. I was yeah, like, yeah. I want to play basketball by the beach. Yeah. And so I used to go down there because I lived on the west side. And, you know, it's just such an... It, it got to the point where it's it's just so... It's aggressive in a way where you're like, I'm not trying to get hurt playing at the beach for free. Yeah. I was barely making enough money, you know, to survive. I didn't need a hospital bill, you yeah. know? So... As I got older, I slowly got away from playing street ball, but I used to love, love going to play ball. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I gave up. I played in high school, and then I just, and then I got into drugs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drugs and girls that I was like, basketball, yeah, well, see you girl, later. No, don't feel bad. I tell the people all the time, men is, girls out with kids situation. I probably should have tried a little crack. It would probably have been cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Way cheaper. But now, but you got nice teeth. You know what I mean? You don't have to give up those teeth, man. You know, people who do crack have nice teeth, though. Do they? Yeah, they, they, they teeth. Why do I feel like everybody that has... The, 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 the stigma in my mind of a crackhead has no teeth. That's not true. Meth heads have no teeth, right? Yeah, I think meth... Yeah, they teeth fall out. Yeah. There's someone at home that's doing meth that's like, hey, yeah, don't hey, talk hey. like that about me. <laughs> You don't know me, pal. <laughs> Crackheads have nice teeth. That's a good thing yeah, to yeah. know. At first. Yeah, that's yeah, when it starts. Yeah, it starts. I think that I don't know, the smoke might keep it clean or whatever. It's like getting a you know, getting smoked out, man. The smoke might keep it clean. Yeah. I'm gonna use that if I start selling crack. The smoke will keep it clean. Yeah, the smoke, the smoke will keep it clean. Don't worry man. about going to the dentist, man. The fog, the the the, the steam. The steam. You get, you get it steamed. Now you said you knew people that were in the drug game when you were young. You mm-hmm. never touched it, did you? No, I never did. I sold it. That's what I mean. Oh, you did sell. Yeah, oh, yeah I sold drugs. For how long? Shoot, from 2000. I sold from 2006 when I first graduated. Got caught 2007, but then from 2010, 2016. Did you get locked up when you got caught? Yeah, I locked up. I was yeah. on 10 years probation. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. That's how much time I, did you spend, though? Oh, I was... No, I got... I, they let me out. I had to go to court. I, I, I did three days. I did seven days in jail one time and three. So 10 seven, days and all. It's not bad. Yeah, but did, and when that happened, were you like, "That's it, it's over. I'm not doing that shit anymore." Nah, man, I got, I ain't stopping till I got famous. You kept going till you got famous. Yeah, the same phone I was hitting licks off, same phone I went viral on. Really? Yeah. No I shit. I didn't stop to 2016. Damn. I'm fresh out the trap. <laughs> you are, bro. That's why sometimes it it's be like you're so, still picking off some of the old shit man, off. It'd be, you, like, it'd be so real. Like even when I be around, like when I see other comedians, I'd be happy to see them because it's like. It's like get coming out of the woods and running back to school and everybody doing their work and you just happy to be you just happy to be a part of the game in the gang of comedy. Right. I'm just so grateful for the comedy game because like man, I'm really le- legit now. So it's still surreal to me. So you don't want to go back there. That's what no, I yeah. my whole family sold dope. Everybody. My all my uncles and my daddy sold they sold dope and they did drugs. So it's like it's a long road. So when I jumped in and started getting legit, going to comedy clubs, getting a legit check, man, I'm like, it's like sneaking in, it's like sneaking in the White House, man. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. think you is they is they gonna notice? This is your January sixth. This is this yeah. is your insurrection. Is comedy yeah. comedy's like a and, seeing the other side of the curtain. Oh, what, what happened January sixth? That's the that's when they stormed the Capitol. You know, and they man, do, you know that's the day. I think that's the day I quit. No, for real. Yeah, that's the day I quit, and that's my daughter Anna's birthday. So her name Anna's, that's, and I named her Anna's because I finally made an Anna's living. Yeah, on January sixth, you quit. They stormed the Capitol. You stopped slinging rocks. Two thousand sixteen. Honest was born, and she, the world she, changed. She, she was born two thousand eighteen. But I'm saying like that January sixth. I just thought about it. That's an important day for you. Important day, man. I, <laughs> That's wild. I really be like to to this day. I be like, man. I, everything feel when I be getting deals. I'm like, that ain't real. It feels it feels fake. It feels fake. Yeah, because it's. Because you were so far removed from that world. So far removed, and I was so close to the other world. I was so close to prison. Right. Do you do you still people do people from the neighborhood still hit you up? Yeah. You know, and try to yeah, try to get you back? No, nah, they don't try to get me back because they know I'm so far gone. But that happened for a while. People thought I was still hustling. They're like, he ain't making that money off comedy. They thought I was still selling selling dope, but no, nah, it's just, man, now it's just they just they they still talk about it a lot. You know, like man, I remember you used to do this. I remember you used to do that. I wrote, I wrote a book about it. It's in my book. Yeah, that's what the book really about. It's I saw you doing a book tour. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are, is it this your? That's your. That was your first book. First and then, book I, yep. Did you want to write it, or somebody approach you about it? Were you they like approached me, they approached me about it, and then you know it was just my story. So I was like, okay, here it go. Yeah, laid it all out. Laid it all out, man. You want to write another one now? Uh. Uh-uh. No, that's it. That took some work, man. Yeah, man, it sucks. You did it's a book? Too. No, 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 man. I've tried every time. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm not doing this shit. Man, that book, I don't even like reading books that much. I can't write one. That book took a lot of energy, man. I've I've started hundreds and hundreds of books, and I'll get chunks in the books, and then I just stop reading them for some reason. Life or lose interest so for me it's like anytime i thought about writing something down i was like i'll just write chunks of stuff but i couldn't write a cohesive book i could give all that shit to somebody and they could do it maybe mm-hmm. but i don't know props props to people that could finish it no yeah, thanks it was crazy man but that was the there, there was was there a moment then for everybody back where you were from that they realized that like you had made it you had done it and you had moved forward yeah they thought i had already made it because when I was in the streets, I had nightclubs and all that. I was always the guy who kept some, something going. Right. But when when they started seeing me on tour with Mike Epps and when they started seeing me rubbing shoulders with other people they respected, it that's when they was like, oh, Dwayne ain't doing it for real. Yeah. And over the last year, a couple of years, they really like, every year it's like, oh, yeah, he doing it for real, he doing it for real. So now it's like, Phew. we know he legit, he's a comedian now. Right, and they won't mess with you anymore about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. For sure. I used to think when I first saw you, I remember I first saw your picture on a flyer and you were there like the week before me or the week after me. And my initial thought, I was like, is this like a black country singer, dude? (laughs) (laughs) My initial thought was you were going to be a dude who sings like (laughs) black dude country songs. (laughs) I legit was like, who is this dude country Wayne? That was my first thought. I was like, does he do black country songs? <laughs> I did a show. I did a show in Phoenix, man. So I had Country Wayne's coming. It was at the uh, I forgot the name of them coming to club. The, the Rick Robertson's coming. Know what I'm talking about? The, the, yeah, the uh, 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 House of Comedy. The House of, House comedy, of comedy, right? Yeah, House of Comedy. Man, I get in the. I get in there. First show, all white people. Second show, all, all white, white people. people. In there. I, 
all week, white people came because they thought they were coming to see this country scene. Country boy. We're going to <laughs> see Country Wayne, yeah, man. We're going to see Country Wayne. Wait till you see him, dude. Like, he looked like he's a nice guy, <laughs> nice black guy. I'm check him out. And they came to check me out, and it was so awkward. They know? were like, damn, Country Wayne is tan. Yeah, and then after the, after the show, they were like, good show. It was nothing but white people who weren't my fans, man. It was so... Because that Country Wayne, it was like a lot of people just... Well, you also, that, that, but that club is in I because I went to school out there. So that club is in North Scottsdale. Yeah. That's way up there. You know what I mean? That's like that's that's most that's all who's up there is like, you know, a lot of retired white people, older uh-huh. white people that live up up way out and that's who goes to the club. So that's mm-hmm. who you're gonna get no matter what out yeah. there. And Port Charlotte, Florida. Port Charlotte, Florida? I never even heard of that it's shit. A, it's a comedy club there. Where is that? Wait, wait, where's Port Charlotte? Like in in South South Florida? Man, I don't even know. Yeah, who knows? My brother don't just get me there. I don't be knowing. You, I, I'm bad on the map now. Well, your hands off with that shit. Yeah. You're like, just take me to the spot. Yep. That's good. It's good to have people around I you. I finally looked at a map again to refresh what I learned in school other than the airport. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. I, I kind of remember some of this stuff now. Right. I remember the main up there to the top, make it look like a little dog. Yeah. I, start, I started doing the map again because I'm so far off where everything is at. And I'm like, why is the Midwest St. Louis? But it's really not west. It's kind of on the east. It's the Mideast for sure. Yeah. I've always... I'm sure it was the Midwest uh, back before we ever got all the way west, maybe. That's probably what it was. Or maybe because the other states are so bigger, it's pushing on, though, man. Well, it could be, you know, yeah. I mean, it could be because the Mississippi River, and that was kind of like... I mean, I never know. And that's so funny because I'm from Chicago. I'm from the Midwest, so I should know. Yeah. But we say Midwest growing up, and we just... You know, that is what it is. But also, you go to parts of the Midwest, like we're, we're touring through St. Louis, Kansas City, um, Indianapolis, and all that stuff. And you go down in Missouri, man. Missouri is the South. Yeah. Like, they say it's the Midwest, but you're like, this is the fucking South. Yeah, it's man. the South. Everybody sure. sounds like the South down it's there. It's the South, for sure. Yeah. But, it, but culturally, though, we started in OKC, and it's funny to watch as you go up how the culture changes, you know, of that, like, Southern, just the Southern vibe that South mentality, that South feel, people are a little bit more, I don't want to stereotype, but like warm or just a little bit more like, you know, people will say what's up to you. Mm-hmm. And then the more you get to like Chicago or big cities, nobody's fucking saying hello to you. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about saying hello. It's like you go to New York and nobody's fucking looking you in the face. They're yeah. going, they're on their move. They'll say hi to you if they think they know you. Yeah. If they go, is that, is that country? Is that country? Wayne? Then they'll say hi. Yeah. But otherwise, they're looking at their fucking shoes or their phone. They're not looking at you, you know? For sure. That's that's the interesting thing I want to ask about. your the, the gap of your kids made me think when you said 17 and 1 is like you're seeing all of these generations of kids grow through like technology and all that shit. And you having three phones, like they all, ha- all the older kids have phones and iPads and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or do you keep them away from the technology stuff? No, nah, they all on it, man. They, they got everything. They you know, they're addicted to their technology. But that's the that's like the new world order, right? It's that's like the young kids world, have you know, that they, that's what they have, man. That's part of the game. So, you know, I just let them man, you the world gonna be the world. You just gotta find a way to be who you are. And I just let them figure it out on their own. Do you instill any of this, you know, the Bible readings to your kids, or do you want them to just find it on their own? Um, I um, they they see me read the Bible. So it's kinda a custom that they see their daddy do it. And I have talks with them now. I'm like, man, y'all got to find your own relationship with God. Yeah. You know, I tell them that. And I have talks with them often lately. But I tell them that all the time. Like, man, you got to you got to show God some time. 
Yeah, give him some time. Got to give him some time if you want him to give you. I say, because I use myself. I'm like, bro, look at your dad. I'm blessed. Like, yeah. I, I like I, I came through a lot of situations, man, differently. I could look way back, man. I was able to make it through in a different way than most people. And I'm like, man, I know why. I know why that is. You know what I mean? It's because that because that chain. Jesus is popping, baby. Jesus is popping. <laughs> how, how long do you think the writer strike gonna last? What do you think? A couple of months, I think. I mean, months. look, what they're asking for is pretty reasonable. For people that don't know, at home, the writers are striking. The writers' union in Los Angeles and, I mean, everywhere, I should say, but in the business. And they're striking for what seems to be quite fair terms, you know, and I'm not on the other side of it, so I don't even know the the reason that there's a big holdup, but they want to get paid more for digital streaming services and all that shit. I mean, you know, working in the business, this may be boring to hear for people at home, but, like, Yo, man, the people at the top are making crazy money. Mm-hmm. And if these writers don't get paid, who the fuck do you think is making the show? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is making the show? It's not the dude in the suit in a fucking Porsche. That dude is going to collect checks at the studio. It's these people that are grinding nine to five that are, well, it's more than, the hours are more than that, but these people that are grinding in these rooms. And so they deserve what they deserve to be compensated. Mm-hmm. But also we should all be, everyone should be fighting for another, a bigger piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to know, you know, Hollywood is is the drug game too. Yeah, it's, it's the dope, same it's, hustle. It's the dope game. It's I, the dope game. I, I understand it. You know, I understand it from both sides because I come from the street, so that's why I approach it the way I did. Man, I got I got my own approaches on how I move in the game, and even as a comedian, because I understood, man, it's the dope game. But you know, when somebody's taking an unfair cut of of the profits. Oh yeah, they gonna they gonna do that. It's like, um, man, you got to bring your own bread to the table, and anytime you don't bring your own bread. It's going to take a special person not to take advantage of. Well, right. And then, so I think the thing is that the writers feel like, or a lot of people in the business feels like, these people are making so much money on the digital world because everybody that's listening right now, everybody that's watching, everybody is doing this in the digital space. Whether the podcasts are on your phone or you're watching this mm-hmm. on YouTube or on your TV. And there's so much money in the digital world that's being made by corporate executives that just transferred over, but they don't pay out the people below them and anymore. They just were able to open up a new revenue stream. It'd be like me and you own a restaurant mm-hmm. and I franchised it. But I was like, oh, I run the franchise. And you're like, can I get a piece? I'm like, no, 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 man, you run this one. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but bro, you run the other. We started this. You you can't just go the other thing with the without paying me for going somewhere. And I go, just don't worry about it, man. You would have at some point be like, oh, fuck this dude. Yeah. Give me my fucking money. So they deserve, you know, they deserve what they what what they're trying to ask for. I think it's reasonable, but I think they'll fight it for a couple of months, three, four months. I mean, if our show Dave comes back on FX um, and we're on Hulu, we're in the digital world too, we wouldn't come back till next year. They wouldn't be able to get started for another four or five months, I think. Yeah. And they told us that. They were like, look, if we come back, this is not, it's not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's get the fuck on the road. Yeah. I was like, let's get out of town. Cause, uh, you know, it's going to, sitting and waiting is not going to do anything. No, no, no. You know? But I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, we, they, this thing, this is the business. It's like you see these big, these things happen all the time where it, sh- it continues to shift. You just have to stay ahead of it, which is why I applaud you for doing it the way you did it. Mm-hmm. You stay do, ahead of it. Do you think Hollywood going to be in and give them what they want? They're gonna have to meet. They'll have to reach some sort of compromise, but I don't think they're gonna get exactly what they want. No, no I think because I don't something. think because I think shoot at this point, if somebody got a streaming service, man. That right now the streamer's not growing anymore. Mm. Everybody kind of reached that domestic ceiling. 
So it's like, yeah, should have caught me while I was growing because I'm definitely not. If I was gonna give any, it's not right now because because no. if I got a streaming service and I put a and now I'm already a bunch of subscribers. If I put this twenty million dollar movie on there, it's not gonna grow. Mm-hmm. It's gonna keep them happy for a minute. Happy wife, happy life. Right. So I feel like those people are the wife. Right. And if I got a streaming service, I got to keep something new up there, just to keep them happy. Just enticed, yeah. But it's not growing anymore. Right. It's it's reached its ceiling, so it's like it's coming to a point now, man. It's gonna have to be something that really works at this level. If it if you could spend five million to make a movie, it better be able to make fifty. Would you ever make your own? Have you ever write uh, and produce your own movie? I already like did. I put you it did. On. Put it on Amazon Prime, and I did it myself. You know what I'm saying? Spent about a million dollars. Video on demand, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and then it's going to Tubi after that, and I f- like I'm 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 about to shoot another movie. You know, with I mean? your own money, out of your own, own pocket. Money. I need my own pocket. Now this one, the next one gonna be. Now the next one, I got plans to link up with another producer. I want it bigger, but I feel like if I go to the studios with my own money, with my own fame, and I already got, I sp- I'm ready to spend my millions too. I got a different strategy going towards the game because I understand the dope game. And it's uh, like, yeah. if I go to them with that, and we, you know what I mean? And if I own a piece of the movie, I'm good. Right. Like, because um, that movie I did was about a million dollars, but I almost, I already know I almost made half my money back, and I got it for life. It's yours. It's yours. Yeah, so they can't take that away from you. They can't you. take it. So I can put it on 2B for the rest of their life. Literally. You can put it on any, there's a m- bunch of different pay ser- paywall services that you can use. Yeah, yeah, like- yeah. So it's just like, I put it on Amazon Prime, you know what I'm saying? It's made over half me and I dropped it in February. Wow. You know, so, and um, that's impressive, man, to do it on your own like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't, promoted it, I ain't really promoted or anything just to my fans, but it's digital real estate and I was just, I'm just like, that's the game. It's like, if you put up your own money, you they're not going to never let nobody get a big piece of something if they don't put up the money. Yeah, well they want you to incur the risk. Yeah, they're like you 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 yeah, you incur the risk. Yeah, it's too. like that's why I think there's I don't know how long this strike going to last, but it's like I'm I used to always tell my manager. I say I know that person to he was talking about the biggest ex. I say I'm not like them cuz I got a good heart. But I know them type of people. They're never as I told my manager, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. I think like them. To get where I'm at from where I'm at, I had to think like that. But yeah. then I wouldn't do no, like everybody in my skits, like the guy who filmed my videos make 20000 a month. The guy, I got other guys who go shoot their own content, I'm paying them $100,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm I, different. And I don't have to pay them that because they just want exposure right. to be on my platform. But the way Hollywood is now, man, you, you must, people don't understand, people got to put up, either you going to put up a, uh, a shut up. A shut up. Because yeah, they the, already got the people. You think, when, it's like when Instagram did the, the blue checks. Yeah. It's like so many people bought blue checks. Nobody's never going to get together and cancel at one time. Uh-uh. Nobody's never going to cancel all the Hulu subscriptions or Amazon. So it's like, why would I give you this? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to make any more money. Right. So unless, do you have a squid game? <laughs> do you have a squid game? Like, do you have a squid? Do you have a squid game? Do you have a squid game? Now, yeah. squid game. Put another one on there, people. But so everybody I know got Netflix. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. So it's like, I think I think people take stuff personal, man. And if you look at the game and realize it's business, you people move different. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But you also, you employing a lot of people helps because that's what keeps this thing growing organically. When we were mm-hmm. talking before the before the show, independently is the way to do almost everything because you control it, you own it, you dictate what happens. You don't have to answer to, to, to too many people if you are answering to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. You get to keep growing your own your own network the way that you want to do it. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're, you're, I mean, you're essentially your own company anyway. For sure. You know? That's why Jesus is popping. Jesus is popping. That's why. I keep looking at this ring, by the way. That that ring is ridiculous. Right, it looks like it. a fucking NBA championship ring. Oh, yeah, man. Just a, you got to get a pinky ring until you, get, until you get a wedding ring. I mean, honestly, bro, that's massive. That thing is fucking... <laughs> that is wonderful, bro. Yeah, appreciate it, man. That, so what? what is this? It says KW, and what does it say on the sides? Jesus popping. On both and sides. On the other side, it says help is on the way. Help is on the way. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking wild <laughs> imagine me with that kind of jewelry on if i oh, had a man, bunch of rings drip, and shit. No, drip, i can't i can't i couldn't do it when i when i see chains i always think it's because i've had people hit me up from chain like you know um what to do that did your chain the ice box yeah and we had those guys reach out to us to say what's up and they're like come see us just say hi and all that and i said i think that'd be good for your brand because oh bro I, I, listen think about so it. hard for me to rock a chain i, I could never too, do it. too many white boys doing it right nobody does yeah so if you'd does. be the white boy with the drill yeah but what would it say what would my chain say Man, you can say whatever you want to say, man. Hey, uh, just good. Yeah. <laughs> just G-O-O-D. Yeah, good. inventor. Good. Good, and I could slide out an O to say God. Yeah. Depending on what group yeah. I'm in. Clink it to get like a yeah. like the table, like man, the leaf so of creative, the table. you so creative, man. See? You can get one crop, Mr. Creative. Good God. Get, good God. Hey, man, whiskey ginger. Yeah, I could do whiskey ginger That's a it. chain. Yeah. Oh, man, I can see that iced out on your chest right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I just don't have the 100K to throw on it right now. Yeah, I don't have that kind of money laying you got, around. You got, you got, you no, got some no, money. No, 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 bro. You got some money, that, man. Dude. That's one thing I love about my white friends, boy. They like to hide that money. <laughs> one thing about white, my white buddies, they like to hide that money, man. Yeah. You, what is it? What, why do you think that is? What, what, why is it? Why is it that people like us are like, oh, I don't know, man. I can't. I don't want to talk about it. Because I think it's just, um, that's a... We get nervous they're going to take it from us? Yeah, it's like, for real, a lot of white people, you know what I'm saying, for real, I got a joke on stage, white white people got a lot of fear. Yeah. You know, but black people, we don't, we don't went through so much back in the day, that fear ain't in us like that. Right. We right. know, we don't own it anyway. We like. Like borrowed time, almost. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, we're going to live. We're going to live, man. We're going to, like, all that, you know, but it, you can't overlive, though. You know what I'm saying? But I, all my white friends, man, it's like, hold on to that money. Yeah, well, you know why? I think we always feel like, I should just speak for me, but yeah. it's always like if I say it too loud, the government will hear you. Yeah, because y'all, <laughs> white people pay taxes. <laughs> and I pay taxes now, and I understand, I understand white you people. You say it too loud, they'll hear you. They'll hear you. I understand now. But, <laughs> but I'm like, man, but when you understand taxes, it's like, man, they going to take it anyway. You might as well. I realize it's an old white man told me this one time, Mr. Harold. And, Mr. Uh, Harold, Mr. Yeah. Harold, man, he was a millionaire. He's a millionaire. He got, he type got cash in his wall. I know when he die, he gonna have millions of dollars all in his tractors. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he say, man, he do not, he would not sell you his property. He let you lease it. You can't buy cash. You pay it out, and then when you want to get out, you get out. No penalty or nothing. Mm-hmm. I had rented a club from him one time, and he was like, he don't. He say back in the day they didn't have to pay taxes like that. It was like cash and all that. He say, he say it don't make no sense to make money now. He said, the reason why I don't sell my property is they're going to hit me with capital taxes. I said, well, if, what, if you don't want to make money, why make money? Why you still got business? He said, you make money now just to prove to them that you still can make some money. Because <laughs> he basically was saying, like, all right, it's, it's your business partner. Right. So what I learned, the only thing they don't 
they don't um they don't count is they don't uh, disagree with is giving people money. You can write people, you can hire people, hire hire many people That's you right, want. Yeah. So I figured out I'm gonna still live because they're gonna take 40% anyway. They got you. They got you, so there's no way to stress and work. Yeah, no, no, no. You might as well let it you go. You must enjoy. Yeah, let it go. That is a good, that's a good perspective. I appreciate Especially you, man. Especially as a creative. Yeah, you might as well. Might as well enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. And let's Jesus spin. is So popping. we got the whiskey ginger chain coming. It's coming. I, that's, that's dope, man. You, I'm going to make it. Uh, for you, I'm going to make it. I promise you, bro. Like, if, <laughs> I know. If you get that ice dot chain, we take a picture. This is my... Okay. My, <laughs> if I do it, I'll hit you up. I'll go, please, bro, you won't man, believe that's it. The, that's the look at that logo, man. I'll go, Wayne, I did it. You won't believe it. And then when you... It's advertising. When, you, when you're on your it show... It is. Now you're gonna call the special Jesus is popping. Now the special is a woman's prayer. A woman's prayer. I'm telling people about women. That's what people want to know. A uh, woman's prayer. A woman's prayer. What's the root of that? What does that come from? Uh, Do you want to share it or oh, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman's prayer, like however you treat a woman, that's how God gonna treat you. So, uh, so it's like a woman's prayer is strong. Like people don't understand when they get that good stuff from a woman. Trust me, that stuff have a price. <laughs> if something that good. If you go eat food, uh, if you and it costs, and it ain't even that good sometimes. Right. Imagine something feel that good. Yeah. So you know she's connected to the earth. Yeah. So it's like be careful on how you. And to me, they be like Wayne. How you say that? You got five baby mamas, but that's why I take care of them all. Right. <laughs> I there love you go. them, but I take care of them. <laughs> so as a woman, prayers. I'm teaching. I'm. I'm talking about. I'm explaining to guys about women for real because that's one thing I was blessed with. I know a woman. I'm excited to watch a woman's prayer. I'm excited to watch that on Netflix. Look, I want to thank you so much for thank coming you, to the show. I appreciate you. Um, watch a woman's prayer on Netflix. Go to countrywayne.com. That's the website, right? Countrywayne.com. We got and go book. check him out. He's on tour. He's got a book out. Uh, go see the man. He's a good dude. and He's got a lot of mouths to feed. So get your ass to the theater. Buy those tickets, baby. We end the show the same way uh, with one word or one phrase. You're going to look in that camera right there. Uh, and you're going to say one word or one phrase, whichever you choose to end the episode. Whenever you're ready, you go ahead. Man, don't be be passionate. Be more passionate for who and what you do it for. 